Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes are gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Tara Sands is a renowned voice actress whose works include Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Celebrity Deathmatch, and the new Netflix series Disjointed, including dozens of other TV series, as well as video game franchises like the Infamous series, Saints Row, Dead Island, and Barbie Dreamhouse Party. She was also appeared in comedy series such as Everybody Hates Chris and the Sarah Silverman Program. Miss Sands was kind enough to join us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. First and foremost, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're Thanks really, really excited. Yes, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> and, you guys are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, uh, first off, uh, would you mind just letting us know, I guess, like where you grew up, what your family life was like, that kind of thing? Just get, tell us about young Tara. Oh, gosh, I won't bore you with too much of that. But uh, <laughs> hi, uh, I'm Tara Sands, uh, if you're listening to this. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. I got rid of the accent, um, <laughs> and I, you know, I all I used to imitate TV commercials as a little kid, so I was sort of destined to do this job. I think, uh, you know, some form of talking. I talked too much in school and got in trouble, so uh, like I always say, like I get paid to do what I got in trouble for doing in junior high school because I with I always like I wasn't a bad kid. I just had a lot to say. Uh, I didn't want to wait to say it, which isn't a great trait, but at least I got practice talking then. Well, so you got, then it got your I, work later on. <laughs> yeah, later. Later it paid off. Uh, I actually did my first uh, voiceover job in high school. It was like for some wart cream commercial. I said like, ew, gross, a wart, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> probably don't sound much different than I sounded then. Uh, and... Uh, I didn't realize this was a job I could have. So it was cool to, at a young age, kind of find out that this was a real a, a job. And I, you know, I, I was doing theater and all kinds of things in New York City. Uh, but the voiceover stuff is what's stuck. And I love it. So very, very lucky. Excellent. Well, did you have like any uh, particular like influences or like people you idolized growing up, uh, kind of getting into the business or? Well, I was a big musical theater kid. So oh, okay. I, you know, I loved like Bernadette Peters. I remember I saw her <laughs> on the street in New York once and I like, my knees went out. I, you know, I got like so starstruck. Um, so th- those were my heroes. It was like anyone that I saw on stage perform. And a lot of the times those make the best uh, voiceover artists because they really know how to use their voice and sustain, you know, tend to do eight shows a week and manipulate their voice to do different characters. And so those were, it ended up those those were great role models for me to have because through that I learned how to use my voice uh, to tell a story or to sell a product or, or use it in different ways for animation. So I was I'm really lucky that I was so close to a city like that where I could see such amazing work being done. Excellent. But now, but now I feel like everyone around the country, I mean, they do all these touring companies and there's so much great local theater that everyone really, and I mean, the internet obviously people have access to things that I wouldn't have had access to before that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely the spread of information and videos and stuff like that definitely helps with a lot of it. And uh, I guess with people knowing about it, yeah, the touring companies seem to be taken off a lot more than... Oh, yeah. They're great. Excellent. Because now I live in L.A., so now I don't get the luxury of seeing everything 
in New York for like the first time. So I'm, I love that the shows come out here with the touring companies. Yeah, is it there's more uh, like theater based stuff in like New York, New Jersey, like the tri-state area there as opposed to L.A. where it's more, I don't know, film or. I th- they say that there's still tons of theater out here. It's just kind of more spread out. I think in New York, it's so concentrated in certain areas of town that it feels like more. Um, but I think there is, you know, there's a gazillion actors here, so they're, you know, they want to be working on their craft, so they are doing theater at night. It's just not as um, as obvious as in New York. Yeah, maybe it's more like uh, improv comedy or, you know, some other outlet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of great stuff. So much good stuff to see. Excellent. Well, so with, so with being a voice actor, like, is there... Like, do you have, like, a daily routine or, like, vocal exercises that you do throughout the day to, you know, keep the keep the instrument fresh? I should. <laughs> um, I should tell you that I drink lots of, like, hot warm water and lemon and vocalize, uh, but hey, not it, always that disciplined. It, I, you know, I try to warm up in my, if I'm driving to a job, um, I'll, you know, put on certain things. Like, if, like, lately I listen to a lot of Hamilton because there's, it's like rap, and I can really, I can get a warm up really quickly if I know I'm going to a job that's going to be kind of difficult. Um, so that's a great score to warm up to. Uh, I take, you know, I take care of my voice basically by being boring. Uh, <laughs> I really don't go to loud places. I try, like you know, from making dinner plans, I, 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 I know which restaurants are louder than others because uh, really that's what kills me is is any kind of like yelling to be heard. You know, if I have to yell in the booth, that's fine. But I, if, unless I'm being paid, I'm going to try not to yell. <laughs> so, so no uh, smoky karaoke rooms for you? Oh, God, or, no. no. It's a shame, too, because I'm really not fun because of it. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. You know, so are there, like, particular foods you stay away from? Like, like no spicy stuff? Or I, I don't know all the details um, of that. Some people have that. I, like, for me, like, apples make my stomach make noise. So I don't, I wouldn't eat apples if I was going into the booth, which is the opposite of a lot of people who will take the bite of a green apple to help with, like, mouth clicks and mouth noise. Yeah. So I think you kind of just learn your body and what, like, there's nothing worse than, especially, like, I do a lot of audiobooks and they're very long sessions. And if my stomach is grumbling, I mean, it's (laughs) death. It's just the worst and it's embarrassing and it's, so, you know, you, I kind of learn, like, to have a lot of small meals when I'm doing an audiobook, just to keep my stomach from talking, or... And then everyone's different what affects their voice. So, for me, if, if, if it's a yucky day, I will have, like, some hot water and lemon and try to wake my voice up and treat it well. But, again, I, you know, I should be... We should all be better about it, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Obviously, being podcasters ourselves, we're not uh, really professionals by any means, but you can definitely... I mean, when you lose your voice, it's just, it's, there's nothing more frustrating than not being able to communicate. Exactly. The way that you want to, you know, and when your voice isn't there, it's so, there's, it just sucks, basically. Well, that's for like the people listening to, if it's like, sorry, I've been sick the past couple of days. Yeah, it's not quite the same. (laughs) A lot of times actors will talk about, you know, if they auditioned for a role when they were sick and then they get the job. Oh, like, we're like, ah, what do we, do I try to get that? How do I get that texture back or that nasality? So it's very weird in that way. Or like, I'll get a job, but I wasn't sick when I auditioned and then I am. And I'm like, do I show up? Do I try, do I postpone? How much medication can I take before I go there? (laughs) Much decongestant. 
So, it, yeah, it's a weird, it's weird to be this dependent on your voice. Yeah, I can see that. Well, uh, so okay, so you got into voice acting with uh, a couple of commercials and stuff in high school. Uh, where did you hone the craft from there? Like, was it with jobs or did you go to schooling, anything of that sort? Yeah, I went to college and I was still doing voiceovers when I could. Um, and then I, I did something that I, in retrospect, was smart to do. I took an editing class uh, to just learn how to do audio editing. And I think it made me enjoy everything more and then also know how to be a better actor for the person who is ultimately going to be editing yeah uh i would really think in terms of oh how hard is this going to be to cut uh and you just you're you just have a different level and this is way before like you know all these programs made it really easy to do that so that that was cool because it kind of gave me an insight to what was going on on the other side of the booth especially with you know, I, I started doing, I did my first audio book in college, I guess. And, you know, I couldn't believe, oh my God, someone has to edit this. Let's make it as easy as possible <laughs> for them. Uh, so it, it does, it just makes you more conscientious. And um, even, you know, even of your breaths and of, of things that you that you wouldn't have thought about before to just give them clean breaks so they can make an edit that's clean without slaving over it and then want to hire you again. And I, I will never really know if that got me more jobs, but I think it made me more confident understanding that side of it yeah it makes um, it makes sense yeah yeah so i yeah continued to do theater continued to do voiceovers and not long after college i i went on an audition for an anime i knew nothing about anime uh <laughs> except for that one of my friends from college was doing some voiceovers on this stuff and uh luckily my first anime job was pokemon i just got very <laughs> very lucky nice yeah so, yeah, so yeah, I noticed a, a lot of uh, a lot of Pokemon on your resume when I was looking up. Uh, so <laughs> we all did we all did a lot in those days. We 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 multitasked uh, quite a bit in those days. We, if you were in the booth, they were like, "Oh, can you do this voice? Try this. Do this." It was, <laughs> it, was it was the best training. I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have paid for training that good. Excellent. Well, well there's well, only 151 of them in the first season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they all appear, but yeah, like I mean. Probably ten of us did the bulk of, maybe less of, did the bulk of the the actual Pokemon during those days. All right. So, so which ones did you do? I knew, uh, I know a Bulbasaur was one of them. But... That's all. Any, you know what the truth is? That's all anyone cares about. <laughs> That's not <laughs> like, true. I'm like, I'm like, but I did this one. They're like, oh yeah, but I but Bulbasaur. <laughs> um, so let me. I don't know if I'm gonna get the list right, but Oddish, Clefairy, Clefable, Teddy Ursa. Wurmple, Larvitar, Smoochum? Smoochum uh, is a Pokemon. I know I'm forgetting some, but <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that I, re I remember off the top of my head. Well, See, uh, I'm looking at a list some here, of them, too. So, well, I'm sorry. I said I, I pulled up uh, what IMDb has you down for. You also did a, a Fanapi, Chinchow, and then a I bunch of like the did. characters. See, they get stuff wrong. Is the thing like <laughs> yeah. I can't what? find proof of, of those characters. Like, and it's it's entirely possible I did them. And if I heard them, I might know. But the truth is, too, like sometimes they would do stuff with our voices. So, like I might have recorded it, and they might have put a bunch of effects on it, and I'll never know if it was me. <laughs> Which is so crazy. Like I didn't even think to keep a. I don't. None of us did. None of us thought to keep a list or to, you know, keep track of all the characters. And I've tried to make changes when I knew stuff was wrong in IMDb, but they are very 
tough about that. Yeah. Even if it's coming from me, and I'm like, I didn't play this role. They they don't care. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. <laughs> we'll we'll leave it up just in case. You know. <laughs> right. And I feel bad because at conventions sometimes I I'll, like someone will give me something to sign of a character I didn't play, and I'm yeah. like, no, 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 I didn't do that. They're like, but it's on. IMDb and people take IMDb very seriously. It's, it's on the internet now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at least on Wikipedia, we can change it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I disappoint people all the time, and I'm like, no, I, I it wasn't me. And t- it was kind of cool today. Like on Twitter, someone sent me a sound sample and said, "Is this you of, of a new game?" And I was able to quickly say to them, "No, that that wasn't me." Which is, and now I keep really good track of who I play. But <laughs> yes. uh, it is cool that, like, within seconds, they can send me a sound file and ask. And he's like, "Oh, because everyone's been trying to figure this out, so at least we can eliminate you." And I'm like, "Happy to be of service." <laughs> yeah, like anytime. <laughs> okay, that was easy. Uh, nice. So yeah, it's just a different. It's and you know what anime is to people now is, is very different than it was 20 years ago when Pokemon began. So it's been really cool to see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the um, my my wife is a huge Pokemon fan. Um, I I must have just missed it. I was going into mm-hmm. high school when it was taking off, so it wasn't yeah, quite my thing. But uh, but but on that note, so when you started doing it, and not knowing much about anime and all that, uh, was it like a little weird when it's like, all right, what's my line? Okay, <clears throat> Bubba, sorry, or you know whatever. <laughs> well, that was it. It's it's like it was a weird job anyway. Made it even weirder, and so <laughs> I think for me, I didn't know like, is this just an anime thing or is this just a weird Pokemon thing? And it was just a weird Pokemon thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I quickly learned that like this is just this is a, a it's a kid show, and it's you know different than other, and you know then you start learning about other anime and realizing oh you know this is doesn't represent everything, but uh, it was I mean obviously just such a cool thing to be part of and. I, t- I remember leaving that first session thinking, they only say they're... N-. I'm like, that's the weirdest thing. Well, I'll never hear about that again. You know? <laughs> I didn't know. I knew it was, you know, what all of us knew was that it was the cartoon that gave kids seizures in Japan. Yeah. That was the extent of our knowledge of Pokemon. Yeah. Who knew? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it has to be a little weird. It's a, it's a kids show based off an all-ages game. Video yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it already was it was figuring itself out, you know, and, and what it was, and but it did it definitely. Oh, did my computer just go off? Can you still yeah. hear me? Oh You're yeah, still yeah, here. Oh, yeah, we hear you. Okay, yeah. sorry about that. No, no problem. Um, my my screen went dark. Yeah, so it was cool to and to all figure it out together, and then have it be. You know, we were all around the same age, and it was and to have the show take off the way it did, and all get to have that kind of fun together of like going to the movie premiere and it's just a kind of a nice bond that we all have now of this moment in time that we got to share yeah how are how the movie premieres like was it mostly kids or was it like big celebrities and stuff like that like red carpet <laughs> i think we were the celebrities yeah the well, first, of course, only but... the first one yeah i mean and no one knew who we were which was even better like <laughs> we, we just, it was just our voices um the first one was at the Siegfeld Theater in New York, which was like a dream come true. I mean, I yeah. never thought I'd have a movie at the Siegfeld premiere. <laughs> um, and then I think they were pretty small premieres after. I don't think they did big, big to do's after that, the first one. But um, that was obviously really awesome. But it is also weird to be a voice actor, especially back then when nobody knows who you are. Because, you know, we can go anywhere without being recognized, which is 
wonderful and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't get the, the perks of, like, we didn't get any free popcorn, I don't think. But, like, <laughs> but again, you, you can walk down the street and be anonymous. You, so. you, you can't pull the uh, restaurant, don't you know who I am? Yeah. And they're like, no, I have no idea. Like, <clears throat> Keeps you humble. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're like, no, I have no idea who you are. I, don't, I mean, now, because of, you know, social media, people do know voice actors, and I certainly yeah. know some who, who will make sure to tell people who they play um, to get perks. I've never done that, but <laughs> I don't know how to do it. And I just think it's, I think it's such a funny thing to have to, like, really spell it out for people like no no no, i swear i'm the voice of because even sometimes kids will have me do the voice for them and they'll say oh you sound just like so bulbasaur or whatever and i'll be like no no i i I am (laughs) bulbasaur sounds like me me (laughs) (laughs) all right never mind (laughs) so yeah it's a kind of a weird existence well like steve said uh i i grew i was the right age for pokemon when it hit Uh and I grew up in a little town on a goat farm, and um, my my job as soon as I got home from school was uh, to give the baby goats their afternoon bottle, which was like a lot smaller than like their okay, breakfast. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this the little... opposite of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they I got the goats trained where I would uh, I turn the TV on in the kitchen that you could see like from the backyard. Because I got home at, like, 2.50, and Pokemon came out at 3, and I'd heat up the bottles, and then, like, and I'd watch the intro, and it would go to commercial, and I knew I could feed the baby goats during the (laughs) commercial break. So every time they heard the Pokemon theme, they thought they were getting fed, and they would all start crying. That's amazing. Like, they had their, they should have been their own Pokemon, like, they had their own noises, that's so great. That's such a sweet story. <laughs> but you would think that they would at some point, like, I don't know how smart goats are. And I, I think they're pretty smart. They're animals. pretty smart. They would yeah. learn that, like, the song didn't mean feeding. It meant almost feeding. I think. <laughs> like, like if, they, if they got the commercial, like, that, who's that Pokemon? And then they knew that they yeah. were being fed. They they knew the intro song meant I was going to be out that door. Like, their bottles were in the microwave. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, it's so cute. Nice. So, yeah. so uh, and how long did uh, did you do Pokemon? Was it, like, it was for a while? it was the first eight or nine seasons we were all there. Very nice. Um, before, you know, all the craziness went down and we couldn't do... I mean, the, the company got bought, so we yeah. were under contract and couldn't continue, unfortunately. Yeah. Nice, and you, and you were also part of a, a Yu-Gi-Oh and a couple other shows that, that were anime mostly. Yeah, we were we were kind of like a troop over at that studio. They had us work on a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh. They did their Kirby fighting food on Shaman King. I uh, just uh, Ninja Turtles. There were so many shows being done at Four Kids in that at that time. That, it was so much fun. Uh, you would you know we didn't get, we got usually recorded by ourselves, but we would you see all your friends at work and go from studio to studio recording different anime it was really very cool uh i got to work on such cool stuff that i never could have you know it was such a great training ground too because they would be like can you be the old lady since you're here (laughs) and i'd be like i don't know if i can do that but all of a sudden you just would do it you know like the worst case scenario was they didn't use you for that (laughs) they're like all right we're gonna ask this other person thanks though (laughs) (laughs) believe me that happened it happened but like if you were able to take your ego out of it and just treat it as like a free class you know it was awesome 
and or, or find out that there are things you could do that you had no idea. I remember like my I, I couldn't I didn't think I could do a French accent and like I really can't. I'm not very good at it. But for whatever like the two lines were, I figured out how to do it and got away with it, and it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, one of the things I also noticed you're, you're least credited for is uh, more up my alley, uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was how it being uh, Hillary Duff and Alyssa Milano? <laughs> you know what? That's another instance where I really didn't sound anything like them. But holy crap, was that so much fun to work on. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and I actually, it's so funny. I saw, so I played, yeah, I played Alyssa Milano, Hillary Duff couple other ones. Natalie Maines, I think, I played from the Dixie Chicks. Oh, Dixie Chicks, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then they, like, remade the show years later. Maybe that was when I did Hillary. I get confused. But, um, because I did, you know, there was, like, different reincarnations of that show. Yeah, yeah, it came back, like, three years later, and then, like, two more years after <laughs> yeah, that. just hell all over the place. Yeah, it was such a good show. Uh, and I'm forgetting the name of the guy who created it, but he's awesome, and he's writing this other show right now that's really cool. And, uh, I'll think of his name in a minute. I saw... Alyssa Milano in a movie theater once and, and I don't I don't like to bug celebrities and I, she was sitting right in front of me and I just wanted to tell her that I was her on Celebrity Deathmatch and I couldn't get the nerve up and I was like if she's cool she'll think that's like a fun fact yeah, but yeah. if she's not she's just she's gonna look at me like I'm crazy and then I have to sit here behind her <laughs> movie, show, movie whatever it was and yeah and I never told her and I just was <laughs> That was such, like I'd like to know that fun fact, but I guess if you're if you're someone like her, you could probably get told things like that all the time. And I don't, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh, I I, I can imagine some of the horrible th- horrible things she's told on a daily basis that people think I are know, sweet. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh man, so, when you were on Who's the Boss, uh, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, she was. She, a lot of young boys grew up loving her, and I Indeed. can't imagine what she hears. So, but I feel like mine would have been harmless. You should hit her up on Twitter and just be like, hey, just so you know. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah, I don't want to bug anyone. I'm just so, yeah, careful not to do that. You, you know, you know Celebrity what? Celebrity Death Match is an uh, Eric Fogel. I think that's his name. Yes. Oh, Mike yes. Fogel. Eric Fogel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I remember um, that now. Awesome show. Nice. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll have to reach out to Miss Milano on your behalf and let no, Nelson. <laughs> and then she can become your new best friend. <laughs> this girl's too scared to talk to you. <laughs> she has so much respect for you, but we just wanted you to know that she played you in a show from like 15 oh years God, ago. Such a dork. And if it's any consolation, I'm pretty sure you won the match. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did. Yes, I think I beat up Melissa Joan Hart in that one. Because oh. they were both witches. That's <laughs> right, that's right. Charmed and uh, Sabrina. Yeah. That's right. And then I think Hillary Duff lost. To like yeah. Britney or one of those. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, and yeah. I think the Dixie Chicks won. Nice. And I, I played like one of David Copperfield's girlfriends. Like, you, like again, it was one of those where like, you're like, oh, can you do this thing while you're here? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah sure. that, was, that was a really Excellent. Well, and then you also, was it about that time you started doing video games too? Like, was that like early 2000s or? Yeah, I did some video games uh, more more so when I moved to Los Angeles and that was around 2005. Uh, I did some games in New York, but not as many were done there. The Pokemon games obviously were done there. And then the other games were more in LA, I would say. There's just, there's just more production for, for games out here. And, and how is it doing uh, video games as opposed to television, or is it very similar? Uh, it kind of depends on the game. 
on a show, obviously, uh, it's sort of the same. You're, you're playing the same oh, character, yeah. and they don't change too much. Uh, like, you know, any of the Pokemon games or things like that. Games now are super realistic, whereas they, they didn't used to be. You know, like, they want very cinematic reads for video games now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's challenging and awesome. And, you know, I mean, one of the games I remember just they had me doing these monologues. I was, like, crying in the booth. It was, uh, it was either uh, Call of Juarez was one and then um, Dead Island. That was oh, intense, yeah. man. Like, oh, yeah, Dead Island. Like, I could see that, yeah. Oh, God, I was drained. It was, and it was so rewarding. I mean, it was like a, it was an exhausting, wonderful day of work, which, you know, it's very different than than going and doing a Coke commercial, you know, and being yeah. happy. So, you sort of, and sometimes you'll do those things in the same day. So you kind of got to re- reset your brain <laughs> and, and your mood, you know, based on what you're doing. You can't, you can't bring Dead Island into the, the Cheetos commercial. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you just can't. And sometimes you do, and you know, and you have to, like, I hear it in my voice sometimes. And I have to sort of, like, think about and be like, okay, wait, wait, where am I? What yeah. am I doing? These Cheetos um, are just so spicy. I think they're going to kill me. Uh, They're after me. Why will nobody help me? Uh, These Cheetos killed my father. Um, Who guess it would have been that? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just, it's such a weird job in that way. Like, if you're, you know, when you're an on-camera actor, you're sort of there for the day. You know, you might have different scenes with different moods, but you're the same character. In uh, voiceover, you know, if I have a couple jobs a day, which does happen sometimes, you know, if you're lucky... Yeah. you're multiple people and you're and you it's it's a uh, that's tricky that is tricky to not bring your last job with you but you know hopefully by now i figured it out and there are much harder things to have to do in life so <laughs> yeah true i can't well, complain so so you weren't doing like uh dead island and then barbie dream house party the same day or you know? <laughs> that happens it does i mean that's oh, what's yeah. so crazy that's what it totally happens um <laughs> sort of dictate what I listen to in the car sometimes like to reset (laughs) you know like music definitely helps with that um but also vocally it's weird like if I little boy voices are very hard for me I'll try to plan those later in the day uh because they'll hurt my voice so if I know I'm going to play trying to think of a good example lately uh like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure one of those the way where you're screaming a lot and I'm like okay that has to be a shorter session and late in the day because I can't go do Barbie after that. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's a weird problem to have. Nice. Well, and then, uh, and then recently, I guess, well, the past couple of years, you've been uh, like actually in shows, like television shows, like Everybody Hates Chris and Supernormal. Oh yeah. Uh, well, Supernormal was a cartoon. Oh, um, oh my but bad. that only ran overseas, so no one here saw it. I don't think, unless you watch TV visiting there i guess uh yeah everybody hates chris i got to do the uh, newsroom i got to only a couple lines but i got to work with aaron sorkin so once in a while i end up on camera it's not my main focus but it's i I mean it's just super fun when i get to it's it's more collaborative you get to actually work with people all day as opposed to voiceover where we're often especially anime where we're often alone in the so so i do like that Nice. And, and uh, are you, do you enjoy, like, the direction from the director and stuff in that case as much as the voice acting? Oh, I, lo- I love direction anytime I can get it. Unless it's just 
unless it's just there for the director to feel like they're doing something, there's nothing better than working with an amazing director. Uh, and those shows happen. So I, I was really lucky to work. Uh, you know, my limited on-camera experience to have worked with really amazing directors. Just because, you know, they're juggling a million things and their brains have to be firing on all cylinders to, to make it cohesive and to watch them work is such a treat. Uh, Tara, if you wouldn't mind holding for just one second, uh, was, the connection was kind of breaking up there for a sec, okay. so I just want to make sure we got a good uh, uh, sound quality going here. Sorry, it'll take one moment. Thank you so much. This is... Yeah, thank you. This is okay, awesome. You're so sweet. No, this is fun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so quiet. I'm just like, oh my god, you guys are so great. Oh, you're so funny. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it there. Yeah. I don't go there enough. It's so close that I should should go drink wine and go to San Francisco more often. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you find yourself in the area with a free day off with uh, Steve's position at his company, he often gets <laughs> discounts at wineries. It's true. Oh, really? Oh, we that's good little... to know. Okay, we're back. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I think we got it going good. Can you hear us fine on your end? Yeah, you guys sound great. Okay, perfect, Excellent. perfect. So we just got back from a, a week vacation in Japan. I'm sure you've been there many times with your job, right? No, you are so lucky. Um, what? I'm dying to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pe yeah, people do ask me that. They assume that like if we work in anime, we've been there. But the truth is, is the Japanese people would not know our voices necessarily. <laughs> they have their own, you know, the, the Japanese voice actors are a big deal there, which is awesome. But uh there's really, there hasn't been a reason for us to go there because, you know, unless we're meeting with the, the main company, the the general population wouldn't know our voices. So that's kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah, whereas, that's true. Okay. whereas Japanese actors who come here, a lot of Americans like to watch it in the original, uh, they like the subtitled version. So they'll watch the Japanese actors. And so Japanese actors will come here a lot. Uh, to conventions and things, which is cool, and it's fun to... I haven't met any of the, uh, the original actors who have done my my roles, but I would love to. I think that's such a cool... That'd be a cool panel to do. Yeah, yeah that sounds awesome. But, oh, man, you've never been out to Japan. We Well, um, we highly recommend it. <laughs> the, oh, you guys are so lucky. So the voice of Bulbasaur like, and Fushigi Gadani have never met? No. <laughs> it's so sad, right? Uh, so sad! We, we, we should have talked to him when we were over there. should have been like, hey, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I dragged my poor husband to not one but two Pokemon centers while we were there. Oh, really? Oh, how fun. <laughs> and, and we did get a Bulbasaur in one of the uh, gotcha it, machines or whatever. The little... Yes, one of my mystery gifts. And I was like, it's a sign. <laughs> That's so much fun. <laughs> was that at the Pokemon Center or was that at... Yeah, it was uh, at the Pokemon Center. They had like little mystery stuffy Pokeballs and the first one I bought and opened up was a Bulbasaur. And so I was like, it's oh, a sign. Everything there just looks so cute and fun. <laughs> it, re it really it kind was, of is. Yeah. Machines Those are, are the pictures that people post when they go there. Like, it just. Uh, did you go to any cat cafes? That's what I, I, I'm not even a cat person, and I want to go to one. No, but we did walk past a lot of them, including one I found entirely too suspicious. It was an owl and bunny cafe. <laughs> and. And it was, it was downstairs, the stairs led into a basement, and so I'm not sure if it was you get oh, to sit with owls oh, and bunnies, no. or you get to feed the owls bunnies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, that's very creepy. <laughs> it was. 
sign with a picture of an owl and bunny, and it said Owl and Bunny Cafe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was the one where Steve was like, honey, do you want to go? Yeah, say, let's, uh... I mean, I, I might just, just to see, because when in Japan. Right. Yes. Like, I don't know, this one over here says Animal Fight Club Cafe. Do we want to check that one out? Or? We were going to... We stand a chance in that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> give them little boxing gloves. Yeah. Oh, oh here's God. a knife. Uh-oh. Yeah, we were going to go to the goat cafe, but our friend who lives there told us they only have one goat, so... Cafe is amazing. <laughs> to be you're fair. Like a goat whisperer, so you you should have definitely. <laughs> well, see, then I have questions. What kind of goat? Like, yeah, you know too much. <laughs> why is he alone? He needs a goaty friend. <laughs> you would have to train them to like eat for the Pokemon song, and yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you like, like training the goats. All right, when the one chorus. Goat, that's a, one goat does not a goat cafe make. No, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's a shame. Yeah, all right, buddy. When the chorus swells, right after that's when you get your bottle, all right? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, And I guess that was the original Pokemon song theme. Yes, from the first season. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to be a master? Uh, I was not that one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Alright. <laughs> I'm just like wait wait, so there are different theme songs too? Is that there, what I'm hearing? Oh, honey, there are twenty nine movies. Oh gosh. There I are? Not, there are. No. See? Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're all in English. I I will say I'm a Pokemon fan of the games and anything collectible. I saw season one and part of season two and I've seen two movies, both because they were giving away uh, downloadable Pokemon the at the theaters. Yeah, you wanted the stuff. I get it. It's yeah. all about, I mean, look, a lot of these shows, unfortunately, are about the stuff that goes with them. And Pokemon happened to be a, a show that people loved and that went on for a long time and what and became about more than just the stuff for a lot of people, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. But there are other shows that are really just made around merchandise. Wait, what? It, yeah, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> American shows, Japanese shows. I, I, I can't think of any specific as, ones. As a child of the 80s who watched <laughs> right. He-Man cartoons and was their opening weekend for Masters of the Universe and may still have a poster of Meg Foster as Evil Lynn, I take objection to that. <laughs> <laughs> but you wanted the stuff, right? Like, exactly. You know, so yeah. I think the stuff comes in a lot of these even pitch meetings. Like, stuff comes first. The, the toys, the, you know the stuff that is going to make money um, and then the show sort of secondary, which is a shame. I, how dare you say that about the My Little Pony entire franchise? <laughs> I don't know why you're not. Yeah, exactly. What are we talking about? Um, no, but again, that's a show that's superseded the product, which is so cool when that happens. Oh, yeah. definitely. Like, yeah, so I think it's kind of fun when it flips and you're like, okay, wait, this is about more than the toys. Friendship is magic. Um, you know, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool when the content out, you know, especially for the kids who just want the stuff, when the content uh, outshines the, the presence, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not right. just about the, All right. the thing. So what I'm hearing is you want uh, a talented writer-director like a like a Christopher Nolan and his brother to take over the Pokemon <laughs> story franchise to tell the dark, gritty story of how uh, 
Who's yeah. who's the one Pokemon that wears oh. his uh, mother's skull or whatever? So Steve just discovered Cubone, <laughs> one of the originals, who uh, wears the skull of his mother because he's so lonely. Wait, that's the story behind it? Yeah, the little guy, he's brown I, with the I skull head. I don't know he is, but I never knew the, I didn't know the origin story. Oh yeah, that's why he cries. Because oh. he misses his mother, <laughs> and he's out for vengeance. It just got it's dark. so creepy. Oh, oh. See, they need, not as creepy as Mr. Mime, but they should make that movie. Yeah, see, like that. But they are, I think they are making, like, a live-action Pokemon movie. <gasps> oh, they I won't get into some happening. of the, they won't get into some of the dark ones, like, Again, like as a, a a fan of the video game, where you read their little Pokédex entries every time you catch them, right. there are ones who like their entire backstory is like that they used to be a human who passed away, <gasps> and like all they have left is the remnants is their face that they carry around. Yeah. Um, there's is one. Like, there's so a, much of that in anime. Oh yeah, there's one of them that's a lamp that burns human souls to get its blue flames. Well, that's not weird. <laughs> That just makes sense. That's like well oil. Yeah, that's just practical. That's crazy. Yeah, like that, you know, that's funny because when I do get to go to conventions and stuff, people will tell me like some of the original origin stories that are not, that don't make it to the cartoons, like especially with Yu-Gi-Oh! Because there's some really dark stuff, origin stuff that was in the original book that I'd never heard. And they were like, did you know that Mokubo killed his parents? There was like some crazy, I don't even know if that was accurate, but I was like, well, that would have changed everything. Like, <laughs> that would have changed my performance slightly. Yeah, I thought he was like kind of a sweet kid, but uh, yeah, so it, it is kind of, anime does have, you know, the, when they have more time in those books to really go into those stories, there's a whole other level going on there. That we were not privy to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the Grim Fairy Tales versus the Disney version. <laughs> exactly. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean the stepsister cut her heel off to make the slipper fit? That's <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Why would they have put that in the movie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> luckily, it is in the musical version of of that story of into and into the woods. See, musicals get it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, honey, musicals um, are See, look, we're full circle oh. back to musicals. Right. <laughs> nice. Well, I also noticed uh, here on your uh, IMDb page, you were the, the voice of Roger Moore in a show called Electric City. Oh, gosh, yeah, that was really, that was a really cool uh, project that Tom Hanks did. Oh. Uh, it was like this passion project of his. I don't know where you can see that now. I wonder if it's viewable. It must be. Everything is, right? Yeah, so it must must be on YouTube or somewhere in the dark web. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some illegal way to access that. But uh it was a that was a really cool project with some great actors that that Tom Hanks was uh Playtone produced and uh I didn't get to work with him, but he was there for some sessions. And uh yeah, that was that was really cool. That's a no one ever brings that one up. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I uh, pride myself on my professionalism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excellent. Oh, sorry. I think we're losing the connection again. Hold on one moment. Uh-oh. And, um, unless you're doing an impersonation of a robot? No, I wish I was. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes our uh, internet provider likes to choke us out. Hopefully that's not what's going on here, but... I just wanted to make sure I get your uh, Roger Moore voice in here. No, I'm <laughs> I don't even remember what that was. But that was cool. I can't, I can't yeah, so there's someone who's uh, 
oddly enough, the uh, James Bond he grew up with most was a view to a kill. I just like, wait, Roger Moore? What? <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even think. See, I've never seen. That's, I'm the worst. I've never seen a James Bond movie, which is embarrassing and wrong. Wow. But I did not think of that. But obviously, yes, Roger Moore. And I wonder, it must have been some kind of tip of the hat to him. Yeah, like a little parody thing or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I was going to say, so I don't can you can you can you do the voice of an effeminate englishman <laughs> oh sure so what i'm hearing know? i was just saying uh so what i'm hearing is we need to invite miss sands up to san francisco go drink wine and then watch james bond movies let's do it yeah, that sounds perfect <laughs> well, also part of me doesn't want to ruin the like i've gone this long without seeing a james bond movie but but I guess that's, a, that's not a record I should be proud of. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I mean, I mean no, there's I worse. It could be like, oh, I've never seen a Star Wars or a Batman or something like that. Right. That would be embarrassing. I mean, James Bond is up there, but it's like, I, I've seen a Godzilla movie, and it was like the 98 one with Matthew Broderick. You know, it could well, be worse. See, yeah, yeah, definitely see a different one, for sure. But <laughs> it's not, you know, like, there was a point in my life when I hadn't seen, like, Indiana Jones, and my friend, like, sat me down and said, this is happening right now. So, like, the, the important ones I've seen, I, I feel like. Yeah, is there's it, gaps in all our film history, so. Yeah, with James Bond, the one where it's like, what, were they up to, like, 25 movies? Like, okay, do you have a week you can take off? Let's watch <laughs> all of these movies. Yeah. Like, next time you get the flu, that's the new goal. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them. Nice. And uh, you're currently on Netflix as a voice of uh, the plants on the Kathy Bates show Disjointed, is that correct? Yes. So did you got to meet Kathy Bates and hang out with oh, her? Oh yeah, oh she's amazing, um, amazing. Like you know, sometimes you meet your heroes and they are they they disappoint you, but she kind of exceeded anything I could have imagined. Just uh, just class act. You know, one of the, you know one of those people who knew everyone's name on set and just was lovely and never pulled any kind of power moves or you just I mean just awesome, just and so talented. Yeah, yeah. She seems like America's grandma, like just yeah. such a loving character. She's a love, and she's but she's crass and funny too. So it's <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> so perfect, you know. Like any fear you like, she's one of those people that puts you at ease if you had any like fear of meeting her because she's a celebrity. The minute she opens her mouth, she's so cool that it's gone, and she's just a normal, you know, just and and, and incredible to watch her work in front of a live audience and just the show kind of swings from um super quirky and weird to very heartfelt especially in season two which is coming out in january yeah. season two gets gets pretty pretty real and um they deal with some amazing stuff and she, like you remember that she won an academy award you're like yeah. oh yeah that's that's why look at that i, I mean <laughs> she's and you don't expect it necessarily in a show like that, and it, which was why it was great that they gave them 20 episodes to play with to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the show just hits its, its stride in season two, so and I, I, I can't say if the plants return. They might, <laughs> even though 
I say you don't you don't you don't want to spoil it. You'll just have to watch. <laughs> just have to watch and find out, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, maybe in episode five. I don't know. Uh, if so, you're just throwing a number out there. Just, yeah. But if you want to jump right to the singing marijuana plants, yeah. Uh, Ooh, so, singing. Oh wait, did I say that? Um, I don't know if I get in trouble for that. But uh, yeah, no, the shows. I, I'm very excited for people to see season two because I think it just goes to some really cool places. And there's a lot of music in season two. Uh, really, really, just a cool thing. To, very different for me to work on something like that. So that was awesome. And and to be doing crazy voices on it like I just never my dream was always to be on a sitcom so to do it in that way was super cool to be using you know because obviously voiceovers are my comfort zone so to do that on a show like that was I mean just the perfect marriage of the things I love excellent so, so do you have like a dream project like would you want to like the next thing you really want to do like I, I don't know shoot shoot for the stars here well like I mean in terms of animation the people I'd love to work with are Matt and Trey from yes. South Park Nights. I just I love everything they do and you know I would do anything they wrote uh there's just so many good writers out there right now you know they're just a team that I I've to be that good for that long on one show you know they've done it the Simpsons have done it's just it's it's a rarity though yeah, absolutely. And, this, and South Park is exactly my ridiculous sense of humor. So to work with them would be amazing. Well, and it'd be great to be like, oh yeah, I was on a show where uh, Jerry Seinfeld was Turkey Number Four, but I was like a main right. character for a three episode arc. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but what a Turkey Number Four. Right. You know. <laughs> well, it, well, you know, when you're just getting into the voice acting thing, those are the kind of roles you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, excellent. Yeah, so, so that, that would be a goal for sure. Excellent. And so, uh, do you have like uh, a favorite movie or TV series that's like your all-time favorite? Oh God, too many. There's so much good stuff right now. I don't know how anyone has. To, I don't know how anyone gets to work with all the good television that's on. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's impossible. Um, I don't. I you know what? I can't pick anything right now because I. I'm, there's just so much good stuff. I mean, I was just watching This Is Us. I. Homeland, I, like, I watch some animation, not as much as I probably should, because there's just so much good stuff going on. I love Nick Kroll's Big Mouth that just came out on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's disgusting and crass, so if you're young, please don't watch it. Um, and don't tell your parents that I told you to, because <laughs> uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, yeah, there's just... There's just, just so many good people making good stuff right now. I mean, that's must I don't know how you leave. Like, don't you just want to watch things on your glowy TV 24 hours a day? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. So it's like, good. who's got time to watch all this stuff? I got a job, you know? <laughs> uh, I would just, it's so, it's great. Excellent. Well, of course, uh, the name of our podcast is Everything I Learned from Movies. What have you learned from uh, the movies and TV shows you've been in? Like, what lessons would you like to pass on to others? <gasps> Oh, sorry. You know what? Take your time. No Take your time. No rush. <laughs> Dinosaurs are dangerous. Um, <laughs> what did I learn from movies? Um, I, I, you know, I was just thinking back on some of my movies. Like as a kid, Stand by Me was such a. I loved that movie. Um, and it's the friendships that all that like prevail. Like pretty pink. Like their friendship. Certain 
friendships, I think, are the, the relationships and the friendships are the things that stick out to me and the importance of, of having good friends. And that, like, those childhood friends and those memories last. And a lot of my best friends are still from my childhood. And I, and maybe, so maybe that's why I, I think of that. But I, I keep flashing on Stand By Me and the four of them. Um, but yeah, and Goonies, movies like that were really like those childhood friendships were just so key to who they became and who they were. And so, yeah, just the importance of friendships and keeping those friends and maintaining them and, is that a good, is that, is oh, that's, that fair? Oh, that's perfect, perfect. <laughs> that sounds yeah. great. It's all about the relationships you build and just no, growing with so them. Corny, but it's true. Like, I just, there's yeah. like just, you know, I think with movies too, like, you get like a snapshot of, it's not always the, sometimes it's the poster, but like you, you have a one, a one or two frame image in your head that just encapsulates those movies for you. And I think about that and I think like those interactions are what I see. It's not like, the explosion or the it's the relationships yeah those, those magic or movie dinosaur, moments or dinosaur eating somebody sometimes it's just that's another thing i learned from movies dinosaurs are cool <laughs> <laughs> well, thank well, you thank you guys oh thank you for joining us yes, this has been amazing so is there anything else you'd like to plug? Obviously, Disjointed, uh, currently on Netflix. Uh, any other um, shows you have coming out or organizations you work with? Games. Games. Wow. Yeah. I'm, you know, we're like sworn to secrecy on so many of these projects, uh, uh. which is such a bummer. I have some stuff coming up on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Toonami. And Hunter mm-hmm. x Hunter is, is running now, and I get to play Biscuit, which is super fun. And social media stuff. I'll, I, hopefully, I'll be able to talk about stuff soon on like Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my user, I, I hate plugging myself. Um, my username <laughs> is Tara Sands LA, and on Facebook, it's Tara Sands. Tara Sands. Uh, you have to write it twice. That's yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so many Tara Sands out the there. Name I got. Well, no, one is like the account I don't use anymore. The regular one. So the the real one is Tara Sands. Tara Sands. Um, and, uh, yeah, and hopefully I will be able to tell you about these, like, secret, secret things, um, because they're cool, and I'm excited, but if I told you, I'd have to kill you, and I don't know how many of you there are, and I'm a terrible fighter. Excellent. Well, we're already following, so we'll be up to date, (laughs) and everybody out there listening, definitely, uh, do so as well, and, uh, yeah, keep up to date on all this awesomeness that Tara's Mm -hmm. doing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, no, thank you guys, this was really fun, and thanks if you listen to this and heard me talk about nonsense. <laughs> that was great. Singing marijuana plants coming in January. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I do have one last question. Oh. What would it sound like if Bulbasaur was part of the singing marijuana plants? God, I'm trying to think what they, I'm trying to think what's not copyrighted. Um, well, they're all, see, here's the problem. And, and this is, this is how we, you know, the depths that we got into on Disjointed, the marijuana plants are all female because they're being bred. Yeah, it makes sense. So it would be an odd male Bulbasaur that just snuck in, you know? So well, we got to get fertilized he somehow. One of the plants. He might have partaken in one of the plants, <laughs> but he can't be one of them. And I didn't mean to get too technical on you, but yeah, they're, they're all little female girls, basically. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is uh, Bulbasaur shows up in the marijuana field uh, yeah. Start spitting some game at some lovely lady marijuana plants, yeah. and they 
quote unquote evolve into Budasaur? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you sh- if you do a search for the Bulbasaur stoner art, you will find a oh great deal of stuff. Oh, yes. Uh, where's my phone, sweetie? Yeah. No, <laughs> there's, a, there's a great deal. Definitely, uh, it sent a lot of uh, like pictures of that kind of stuff. He's, he's kind of, yeah. I, I can't tell you if he partakes because I, you know. Well, I, he, of course he doesn't. Not in the show ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, there's some funny art. You know, I I know some people are purists and don't like all the crazy artwork that happens. I love it. I think I love when people send me fun uh, interpretations of different characters, and and those are always really, especially in the the bow. But I, there was a like I, I guess a time when it was like Tokemon, and they would have like, <laughs> um, and I mean, I you know, I think parody is the greatest form of flattery. So if they're doing it, obviously it's struck a nerve and it's in the culture zeitgeist is that the right word of zeitgeist yeah, yeah. I never we'll use that word. sorry you said um, you said tokimon and i t- completely pictured pikachu with dreadlocks and laughed to myself yeah, no, for no, I'm you, dude, like, you're gonna oh, fall into a, a google hole soon where you're <laughs> just gonna see ridiculous pictures of that um and then, yeah they they have a lot of fun like a lot of fun bulbasaur and oddish stuff and yeah, <laughs> you know they're plants yeah so yep they're they're plant like i Someone asked me once, like, what kind, what type I'd be. I was like, grass, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I don't know if they got it, but, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's, yes, that's my answer to the, the Bulbasaur singing plant. <laughs> it was a terrible answer. No, that's great. <laughs> I'm, uh... Bulbasaur does sing in one episode, though. There is an episode where Bulbasaur sings. Uh, hey, yes, he does. constantly remind me of and try to embarrass me with. So that does exist. <laughs> Uh, also, just being being a Pokemon nerd, and I do a little mm-hmm. art myself. Uh, you've seen the Bulbasaur uh, jack o' lanterns, right? Yes. Okay, because they're one of my favorites. Like, they're so I, cute. I, I, I can't cut a straight hole in a pumpkin, so I don't know anything, but they're unbelievable. Because his back is a plant, they yeah, turn yeah, into yeah. a little jack o' lantern. That makes sense. Yeah. But then I've seen them even just where like they were carved, like a carved Bulbasaur into them. Oh yes, yes. Like those are amazing too. Like there's a couple different versions. Like they're just amazing. Yeah, people are way too talented or have too much time. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's right, everybody. You're too talented and have too much time. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yeah. Thanks, guys. This was very cool. If you have any other stuff you need me to do, I can always record it for you. Yeah, so yeah, we'd so. love to have you back. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch. It's yeah, awesome. just just been a pleasure. Thank uh, you so much. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Oh, you too. Thank you so much. Have a good one. I'm gonna go back to work. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Drink some hot tea. No. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was amazing, and she was so sweet. Uh, an absolute sweetheart. And I always had questions with like voice actors, like how they got into the business and what what, what the day in the life is for them, you know. And she was all accommodating completely, and mm-hmm. I didn't even know she could hang out with like Kathy Bates and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates. Are you thinking about getting that sexy voice into some voice acting, honey? Maybe. <laughs> Welcome everybody. <laughs> that was like <clears throat> no. <laughs> but yeah, Look out, Tara, she, he's gonna steal your job. <laughs> Only when you're ready to retire, I swear. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the interviews. Uh, 
let, let, let us know. I mean, yeah. we have lots of fun with it, but we don't know if there's like anything you want to ask or, you know, if you want us to get more in the nitty gritty, but nah. Or if you have anybody you want us to interview or if you are somebody that we should interview. Yeah, definitely reach out to us on Twitter at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. movies. If your cousin's Nicolas Cage, definitely hit us up. If uh, yeah. no, Wait, <laughs> who's following you on Twitter, honey? Oh, lots of people. Yes, but uh, isn't uh, like the band Creed or something following Oh, Bush, yes. Bush, Gavin Rossdale and Bush is following us. Bush, if you want to be uh, on the podcast, just let us know. <laughs> Gavin, I got questions, buddy. Oh. 16 Stone is a great album. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, big shout out to Movie Pod Squad, Castaways, Bush. Potter and Family. <laughs> yeah, Bush. Still on tour, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned, Learned from, from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Oh my god, Pokemon! Bye-bye. <laughs>